Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is Tuesday, June 16th, 2020. And on today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, I'm going to deliver you yesterday's cryptos news because I decided to take a couple days off. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to skip out on delivering you the crypto news. So with that said, I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, before we get started with the top 10, I want to remind you that there is a Discord channel available and I will leave a link in the description below. Make sure you join, hang out, chit-chat, post crypto-related articles, topics, subjects, whatever you want. That's a good way to connect. Also, if you want to collab on my Anchor podcast, make sure you leave me a message on Anchor or on the direct messenger through Discord. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with the top 10. But instead of giving you the average daily, I'm going to give you the top 10. Uh, actually, they are. It, it's going to be the average daily, but instead of the coins, average daily coins and tokens, I'm only going to deliver you the top 10 tokens, all right? So the good thing is that I'm using coin360.com and I can actually get really specific on what I want to look at, right? So I can look at tokens I can look at coins I can look at markets I can look at exchanges I can look at a bunch of different things and look at the averages look at the 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 the, um, the gainers and losers right now I'm going to deliver you the tokens only and let's start with USDT settling at one dollar with a 0.11% gain. And in second, we have Chainlink settling at $4.02 for a 1.2% gain. And in third place, we have Leo, what is it? Uh, UNUS, Unuse, said Leo, settling at $1.13 for a 0.33% loss. And in fourth place, we have USDC settling at $1 for a 0.15% gain. And in fifth place, we have crypto, what is it? Crypto, crypto.com, not sure what that token is, crypto.com chain. Ever heard of that? Crypto. Settling at 11 cents for a 1.73% gain. And in sixth place, we have Maker settling at $540.42 for a 0.28% loss. In seventh place, we have Hedge Coin, no, Hedge, Hedge Trade settling at $1.81 for a 2.5% gain. And in eighth place, we have BAT, Basic Attention Token, settling at 22 cents for a 1.75% loss. And in ninth place, we have Paxo Standard Gold. I'm pretty sure it's Paxo Paxo Standard Token, settling at $1 for a 1.6% 
5% gain. And in 10th place, I'm pretty sure it's 10th, let's count it out. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yep. Zil. Zil. Zilic. What is it? Zili? Zil. Zilica? Zilica? Is that Zilica? Zilica. Zilica. Whoa. My computer fans just went on to overdrive. Wow. Okay. Zilica settling at two cents for a whopping 8.64% loss. Wowzers, wowzers, wowzers. Okay, so that is the top 10 only tokens by market capitalization. Our overall market cap is $265 billion. You know, I, I just I just had a little quick flashback. Every time I see Maker, it makes me like cringe. I, I grind my teeth because I had the opportunity to invest into Maker early on and I totally said no because I did not understand what Maker was. So, man, it is what it is. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with the crypto news of the day. All right, Cryptonauts, first and foremost, let's start with the crypto news. And it's really good news. Zigloo wants to sell you Bitcoin cheaper than its rivals. Zigloo, a crypto friendly current account that lets you buy Bitcoin at discount prices, it's finally open for business in the UK. We tend to be around 1.5% cheaper than major exchanges, said at CEO and founder Mark Hipperson in an interview. He estim estimates that it's cheaper 95% of the time, even after its flat fee of 1.25%. To accomplish this, Zigloo acts as a power user on all of its top exchanges, such as Binance, Kraken, and Coinbase, meaning it can buy cryptocurrencies at far lower, lower rates and at better prices than regular punters. Then it passes off on the savings to, to its consumers. Hipperson said Zigloo expects to put 1 billion euros, approximately $1.25 billion, through exchanges this year. We're aiming to serve those who are new to the market, he said. Those who want to dabble in crypto, its low flat fee of 1.25% means that users won't be penalized or making small purchases by comparison should they buy a small amount from coinbase coinbase would charge a fee for of 99 cents for purchases under ten dollars which equate to a 10 percent fee that is honestly the most annoying thing when i'm trying to buy like i just want to i just want a little bit i just want like five dollars worth of crypto right i just want to help a friend out say hey check this crypto you know check out crypto you know, here's ten dollars. I'm gonna give you ten dollars worth. No, it's gonna charge. It's gonna be ten percent to make that purchase. Ten percent fee. That's insane. That's insane. Anyways, the bank will launch in an will launch in a limited form, and about five months later than expected. Upon launch, 
its customers won't be able to use their current account to buy things or pay friends. They also won't be able to send cryptocurrencies to each other until later next month, Hipperson said. What they can do, oh, it almost sounds like a scam. What they can do is buy and sell cryptocurrencies and move fiat currencies to and from their main bank account and get the best prices on crypto purchases and sales. Hipperson said that all banks is still waiting for final financial regula regula regulators to approve its ability to operate as a regular current account. The pandemic has slowed things down. You know what? I that's that's kind of that's fishy. That's I don't know. I don't know. If banks haven't even cleared it and they're already trying to do exchanges, I, I don't know. Mm -mm, sounds like a scam to me. He said that talks have been positive and the banks is one of the first in the in the in the quench in the queen to get an e-money license, which Ziglu needs to function like a regular bank. The company plans for things to be up and running by August. Hipperson is a former co-founder of UK-based Challenger Bank Starling. Challenger banks like Starling, Monzo, and Re Re Revolt became successful after they undercut the prices of traditional high street banks and focused on being easy to use. They have shiny apps, no physical branches, and offer lower exchanges rates than regular banks. But out of the aforementioned Challenger's banks, only Revolt lets its users to buy Bitcoin. Its fees are higher, 2.5% for regular users and 1.5% for premium users. Hipperson thinks that Challenger banks will expand their crypto's offerings and he wants to get a head start with Ziglu. Despite Hipperson's desire for regulatory arbitrage, Ziglu is still launching later than anticipated. If Hipperson's bank can launch in full before everyone else, he could still be on to a winner. I don't know. If it works, great, but I don't know. Kind of shady. Anyways, next news is, let's see, Bitcoin bounces back from plunge below $9,000. Over, no, Bitcoin has bounced back from a 5% loss today as another test of the $10,000 mark failed to materialize. Over $7 billion was wiped from Bitcoin's market cap as the cryptocurrency fell below $9,000 earlier this morning. Dropping just under 5% in the space of a few hours, Bitcoin briefly tapped into the high in $8,000 region before climbing back above $9,000 per coin. At time of writing, Bitcoin is still down 2.5% for the day. The latest retracement mark Bitcoin's lowest ebb since late May. Still, the largest cryptocurrency by market cap appears relatively unfazed by the action, bouncing back almost immediately to its current price of around $9,146. The broader crypto market dropped in tandem, stripping a total of $10 billion from the total cryptocurrency market cap. Altcoins have also bounced back, though their recovery is slightly less pronounced. The cause appears to be a straightforward case of volatility. According to an analysis, Bitcoin volatility recently touched a three-month low, reaching levels witnessed prior to March's significant Bitcoin crash. All I know is that with BTC realized an implied volatility this low, we are due for a big move in either direction that should have some follow-through for a nice amount of time, tweeted 
Sudan pseudonymous synonymous 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 analyst uh, analyst yeah <laughs> Sudan ah, I can't even say it Kate uh, Catherine Clark shortly before it's dipped below $9,000 despite Bitcoin's volatility it seems that the adoption may be on the rise according to data from Glassnode the number of addresses holding 0.1 BTC broke through previous records on June 13th. Charts with upwards trends Bitcoin BTC, numbers of addresses holding 0.1 plus coins just reached an all-time high of 3 million, over 3 million. Wow. Okay. Let's leave it, let's leave it at that. Yeah, actually, that's all there is. Cool. All right. Next news. is load more okay next news is huobi launches bi quarterly bitcoin futures with leverage 125 x leverage well i did so yeah that's stupid ethereum creator vitalik buterin shoots down 280,000 dollar bitcoin model yeah let's see what he says Vitalik Buterin, the co-founder of Ethereum, doesn't think much of quaint analyst Plan B's stock-to-flow model, which holds that Bitcoin's price will shoot up to $288,000 by 2024. The stock-to-flow model argues that the price of Bitcoin will rise post-halving because there's a small supply shock to the market. With each Bitcoin halving, the reward for mining new blocks halves. This theoretically cuts the supply of new Bitcoin in half, at least for a bit as miners now have to work twice as hard to get their reward. What is the stock-to-flow model? The stock-to-flow model was conjured up by an anonymous quaint Plan B a little over a year ago. Plan B argues that Bitcoin is just like other commodities such as gold or silver whose value is tied to their scarcity. Proponents of this theory note that the price of Bitcoin rose following previous halvings after the 2016 halving. For instance, the price rose two highs of $20,000 at the end of 2017 before crashing the month after. Buterin disagrees. In a tweet yesterday evening, he argues they having caused BTC prices rise. Theory is unfalsifiable. Was the peak before the halving? Then it rose in anticipation of the halving. During? Because of the halving? After? Because of? Dot, dot, dot. The last $20,000 peak was near the halfway point between 2016 and 2020 halving. The halving caused BTC price... Uh, that's why I tell Buterin. Uh, okay. Simply put, Buterin thinks that the theory is impossible to disprove because analysts can attribute any price as evidence that the stock-to-flow model is correct. Thus, it's not particularly helpful. Plan B, the originator of the stock-to-flow theory, disputed Buterin's dismissal of the theory, arguing that the peaks are caused by greed and FOMO, and that the average price levels is more important. I beg to differ, wrote the anonymous quaint. Having makes BTC scarcer, and scarcer assets seem to have a higher value than non-scarce assets. At this juncture, June 15, 2020, Bitcoin's prices hasn't massively increased after the halving, but if it spikes at some point in the next four years, expect cries of told you so. <laughs> All right, next news. 
coming in from let's go ahead and load more coming in from bitcoin is becoming more trustworthy than big banks says survey ah quick little read on that uh people around the world are increasingly trusting bitcoin over big banks according to a new survey conducted by fintech news the tokenist the survey was polled 4852 participants across 17 countries found that 47 percent of respondents trust bitcoin over big banks an increase of 29% in the past three years. Cool. Leave it at that. Next news. Okay. Okay. Stablecoin supply tops $11 billion after rising 94% since February. The stablecoin market has added a hefty 94% to its total supply in the last four months rising from $5.7 billion in February to $11 billion in June. According to the research from the block, dollar collateralized stablecoins are experiencing something of a renaissance as demand skyrockets this year. In 2020, the stablecoin market expands almost twice as much as it did over the last three years. Out of the eight stablecoins stable examined, Tether marked the most noteworthy increase in this year, ma- making up 86.2% of total growth. Trailing behind was Circle and Coinbase's joint project USDCs, accounting for 6.8% of overall growth. French crypto journalist Gregory Raymond noted that the supply uptick could be indicative of upcoming demand for cryptocurrencies, noting that traditionally we acquire these assets in anticipation of subsequent purchase of other cryptos. Awesome. Let's see. Next news. You know, I've actually been looking at ways to buy crypto without using exchanges. And hopefully there's other platforms out there that are cheaper. And I did actually find something out there, right? Um, I have to look it up again. But there was something out there that as long as I have USDC, I can buy cryptos at somewhere between, you know... Uh, one to three percent cheaper than these big exchanges out there so that's actually pretty cool um yeah that's something that i'm gonna look at a little more um next news next news but going back to that, that 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 article obviously i have to buy a lot of usdc have it readily available and since usdc is already creating more of these stable coins it just it, it makes sense that if i'm the average consumer the average person out there it just makes sense that there's millions of us out there thinking the same thing right anyways next news u.s cities wooden dollars herald return of hyper local currency what Tenino, a small American city in Washington, has launched its own local dollar. Its own local dollars printed on thin sheets of wood to fight the fallout of coronavirus pandemic. Although this currency is made out of trees and not digits, it's a great example of the impact that customers custom-made microcurrencies can have on local economies. What? Hold on, I gotta read this. 
as the lockdown imposed to control the coronavirus began making its impact felt on local businesses, the city of Tenenino decided to print $10,000 of local currency that would be allocated to low-income residents with the caveat that it could only be used at businesses in the local area. When when we're talking about grants for businesses, microloans trying to team up with a bunch of different banks, Tenenio Mayor Wayne Fournier told The Hustle, the big concern was how do you directly help families and individuals? Why not start your own currency? Money grown on trees. To get the wooden dollars, Tenenio residents who are below the poverty lines must first prove that lockdowns have impacted them. Although Fournier noted that local authorities are pretty open to what that means, after the request is approved, citizens can receive wooden notes, each worth $25 with a monthly cap of $300 in total. The idea was to create a medium of exchange that would not leave the city and incentivize its residents to spend their notes at local stores. Understandably, the effort aims to help people buy essentials such essentials such as food, gas, and daycare, so cigarettes, lottery tickets, and alcohol are off limits. By for now, almost every business in Tenenio is accepting the wooden dollar. Shop owners and service providers can then submit redemptions requests to the city twice a month to redeem the wooden notes for cash. The money stays in the city. It doesn't go out of Walmart and Costco and all those places, says Joyce Worrell, who runs local antique shops. Ironworks Boutique, adding that the lockdown has proven to be a catastrophe for local business owners. A lot of people in our city work for places that hire low-wage help, part-time help, so they have been out of work this whole time. This shows that we're doing something as a community to really step in and help, she noted. The idea isn't new. Tenenio's first printed its own wooden dollars when the Great Depression hit in 1929 and reportedly helped bring the local economy from the brink of collapse. The same newspaper printed used to print those wooden dollars was dusted off 90 years later for the 2020 print run. Local currencies for local problems. Tenenio is far from only is far from the only community that created its local money. Back in 2010, for example, a team of active community members in Sardina launched Sardex, an area-specific currency that aimed reinvigorated the island, the island's economy by creating a business-to-business mutual credit system. Sardex has inspired similar projects since then. As Decrypt reported last October, the government of Wales and the UK announced its plans to launch digital currencies, Selen, modeled after the Sardinian experiment. Just like Sardex, Selen allows businesses to trade without the official currency, the British pounds, using a system credits that can be reused in the local economy. The, the developers hope that Selen could boost the Welsh economy by 250 million euros over the next 10 years. Dr. Paolo Dini, R&D consultant on Sardex, is also supporting the Welsh project. Wales is similar to Sardin, Sardinian in that in that makes up 99% of our businesses, so that has potential to significantly boost our economy," said Effion Williams, CEO of 
of community interest company Circular Economy Wales, which developed Celian. Other hyper-local currencies are turning to blockchain. In 2018, Kenya-based nonprofit Grassroot economy, uh, Economies launched a digital token dubbed Bangla Pesa on the Ethereum-based Bancor protocol. Residents of Bangladesh could use the token to trade goats, tomatoes, and charcoal with one another using a highly localized blockchain-based digital currency. Across the world, local communities respond to economies upheaval with hyper-local currencies and they're turning to increasingly sophisticated technologies such as blockchain to bring them to life. Man, I love that. I really love that these economies that are struggling can use blockchain to bring them up. That's awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. Next news. China plans pan-Asian digital currencies rival Facebook's Libra. What? China is taking a bite of for cryptocurrency supremacy to the world stage. A private sector-led plan to create a pan-Asian digital currency to rival Facebook currency's Libra and challenge the supremacy of the, of the dollar, reportedly has the backing of Beijing, according to an article published in the Nikkei Asian Review on Sunday. The scheme unveiled at a, highly, at a high-level political advisory meet, meeting the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, CPPCC, on May 21st, would create the East Asian digital currency based on a basket of Asian currencies, the Chinese Yuan, Japanese Yen, South Korean Won, and Hong Kong Dollar. The result would be a cross-border digital currencies with China's soon-to-be-launched digital yuan, or DCEP, at its core. The ratios of the currencies in the basket would be determined by the economic scale of their associated economies, such as a payment network could support the free trade agreement being negotiated by Japan, China, South Korea, creating a trade zone independent of the dollar analysis, told Nikkei. Wow. Um... That's it. That's it for that. Uh, let's see. Next news. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ethereum token now lets you control one man's life choices. What? Alex. Mass Medj, crypto entrepreneur and human meme, has opened up his life's choice to holders of his very own cryptocurrency, Alex. For the next 50 or so hours, holders of Alex can vote on the daily habit that the 23-year-old per Parisian will accept to incorporate into his life this July. Hold enough of his token and you could force him to jog for 5 miles a day. Minus two rest days each week. Survive solely on Bitcoin, wake up at 6 a.m. or stop eating red meat. Feel free to control me, he told Decrypt. To do so, you'll have to open your wallet. Since opening the vote two hours ago, at least 37 people have voted on Masmej's life with 417,000 tokens worth $5,000, he said. Masmej market cap also jumped by $30,000, meaning his tokenized self is now worth $120,000. Of the votes, one is clearly winning, but I won't say which he said. Of course, Masmej retains ultimate control. Nobody can force him to do any of this. What, what is he? A slave? 
it would also be impossible for him to prove in in debitability to his stakeholders that he completed his task. Sure, he can send shareholders pics of my meal, Strava for my runs, transactions for Bitcoin, text for wake up, but what stakeholders has the energy to monitor him and hold down a full-time job? I think it will reflect my honesty. I suppose people can tell if I'm lying to them, he said. If he fails or lies, nothing much will happen. There are no contracts, just trust. I think I won't fail, he said. In any case, my narrative, reputation, and token prices are at stake. I'm happy to play a pioneer role in this category. Failing to hold my promises will be sad for my nascent space. So I'm making sure to give it my best, he said. What, what's this all about? All of this started back in April when Majmej made about $25,000 in a token sale for Alex, an initial Alex offering, which is not an ICO, insists Bradley Miles, the founder of Roll Platform that Alex is, is built on. Majmej raised the money to fund his trip to San Francisco, where he plans to start a company once the pandemic blows over. Weirdly, Majmej is not alone in his endeavor to let sh shareholders decide his fate. Around a month after Majmej's token sale, Kerman Coley, a 22-year-old engineer from Australia, raised $30,000 from for Kerman. <laughs> Kerman has also put life decisions up to investors, but told us that voting hasn't really been too popular. Majority of my community is just VCs, founders. They don't really have large attention spans. He said he is still exper experimenting with the feature. Both look for inspiration from Mike Morell, who let shareholders decide on his life decisions without cryptocurrency since 2008. Merrill has since appeared on the panel with both Kohli and Majmej. That's cool. That's a really fun way to, to, I mean, that's a good way to make money. It's fun. I mean, as long as, I, I, think, I think if you make it to the point where you create the decisions that you want your investors to do for you, say, for example, um, I want you to run from like six to seven, you know, um, like I literally plug that in. That's my, that's the choice I'm going to give you or, or I want you to sleep in, or I want you to wake up an hour earlier or I want you to eat instead of at, at, at 6 a.m. I want you to eat at 8 a.m. or don't eat breakfast if it's, you know, I don't know, something like that, right? You know, it's a thought. Next news. Let's see, where are we at? Hmm. A lot of news for the 15th. This is insane. How much is there? Jeez, okay. All right, next news. I mean, come on. Wow, okay. Uh, South Korea takes another step towards the central bank digital currency. Uh, quick, quick read, quick read. The Central Bank of South Korea has launched a legal advisory panel to work out how, how to implement a central bank digital currency or CBDC. The Bank of Korea's panel comprises legal professors and top fintech lawyers, the Korean Times today. The panel will reportedly discuss regular, regulatory hurdles until at least May of next year. The, and the bank wants to develop the CBDC in a little under two years. It wants to finish a pilot test before the end of 2021. Okay, next news. Okay, more than $2 million worth of Ether goes unclaimed. Give it to me if you don't want it. 
It looks like more than $2 million worth of ETH will go unclaimed. After waiting four days, Australian-based blockchain innovation company Bitfly will distribute the proceeds of the Ethereum transaction sent with a fee of more than $2.4 million. The transmission was one of a pair of transactions broadcast last week, spending a total of more than $5.2 million in fees, raising speculations of the major undetected bug in a seldom used smart contract or financial blacklist carried out by hackers. The frozen transaction was initially validated by Ethermine, a mining pool managed by Bitfly. The benign hold may have ruffled some feathers among contributors to the pool. Bitfly was caref careful to clarify that the executive action was a one-off and will always distribute the full block reward as outlined in their payout policies going forward. <laughs> Discussion, discussions following the first high fee transactions on June 10th worth nearly $2.6 million focused on potential bugs in a transaction triggered automatically. A second similarly dispro <laughs> disproportionate transaction sent the following day. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> However, forced observers to consider other possibilities. The June 10th transaction was mined by Sparkpool whose investigating investigation is ongoing. Following the second high-fee transaction, China-based blockchain analyst firm PeckShield published a report indicating the mysterious transaction could be the result of partially unsuccessful hackers thinking on their feet. The research claims an undisclosed cryptocurrency exchange had credentials comprised in a phishing attack. Unable to drain the funds to their own address due to the multi-sig wallet protection, the information nevertheless enabled the intruders to make transactions to a small list of whitelisted addresses. From there, the hackers broadcast the transactions in question in an effort to secure a ransom from the exchange of the threat of additional wasteful sends. With the release of the ether mine fees, it seems like the mystery will have no quick resolution. Bitfly noted that while a number of individuals came forward to claim the fee, none were able to sign transactions from sending the account to prove their control of the private keys. We may only get answers following a successful spark pool investigations or if the poor soul who controls the account decides to come forward and tell his story. Wow. Well, shoot. I wish I mined that. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome, 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 awesome. I would have got all kinds, all kinds of ether. Jeez. All right, next news. Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, peer to peer crypto exchange local cryptos adds Litecoin. The Bitcoin and Ethereum peer to peer trading platform Local Cryptos today announced that Litecoin trading is now live on, ex on its exchange. Local crypto users will be able to buy and sell Litecoin LTC with zero fees until July 18th as a way to, of celebrating the listing of the digital silver. L local cryptos was formerly known as Local Ethereum before it rebranded late last year and added for support for Bitcoin. Now it's expanding its offering even more. In mid-February, the exchange puts its next move up for the community to vote, allowing its users to determine which coin it, it would list next. Dash, EOS, or Litecoin, with LTC coming out on top. Luckily for local cryptos, the similarities between Bitcoin and Litecoin make adding it to the platform as easy as an easy transition. Because Bitcoin and Litecoin are so similar, we can port out, port, 
port our non-custodial BTC escrow script to Litecoin without any major, ex any major changes. The firm explained in an email to users, LTC escrows on local cryptos will be on-chain P2SH transactions. In other words, LTC users won't have to worry about any pesky centralization. The Litecoin wallets on local cryptos will be self-custodial and SegWit-enabled. Your keys, your coins, the exchange assured. Awesome. Good news for Litecoin. Good news, good news. All right, next news I think we have a couple of news yeah we have two more two more Casa launches free private crypto wallet for Bitcoin beginners that should be a quick read Casa uh, has a complex service available for serious holders to safely store their Bitcoin but now the company is aiming for much more casual audience with the newly launched Casa wallet the Casa Wallet is built within the same mobile app as the company's multi-signature premium subscription services, but it is completely free to use and targeted towards crypto newcomers and those with smaller amounts of Bitcoin. Awesome. The genesis of Casa Wallet goes all the way back to 2018 when our premium client began asking for us for a wallet they'd feel comfortable recommended to their families and friends, wrote Casa Michael. Casa's Michael Haley in a blog post. We realized there wasn't an option on the market as as easy as custodial wallet, but which stayed true to, to the Bitcoin values of giving you full control of sovereignty over your money. So we decided to build one right inside our key master app. Awesome. Next news is crypto. Map revealed the most Bitcoin maximalist country on Earth. Okay, a new interactive map created by BlockchainCenter.net is taking a look at cryptocurrency search interest by country of 10 of the most popular cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, IOTA, Monero, Tron, Dogecoin, and Cardano with data sourced from Google Trends. According to the data, by far the most searched for coins in all countries is Bitcoin, with a dominance of 80.8%. Ethereum falls behind in second place with 13.7%. And the country where Bitcoin most dominated search interest is perhaps surprisingly to some, Kenya, where 94.7% of cryptocurrency searches within the countries were related to the biggest coin by market cap. That's cool. The news that Kenya is the most Bitcoin maximalist country may not come to as, as a shock to all those keeping a close eye on the region, given that several crypto industries play players consider Africa to be the future of Bitcoin. The continent has been using Bitcoin for years, in part because it is full, it is full of emerging economies and there is little resistance to new financial technologies. Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter and payment provider Square, last year said that the continent would define the future of Bitcoin. That's awesome news for Kenya. Awesome, 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 awesome. There was a lot of good news. With that said, Crypto Nuts, catch you on the next one. Adios.